coming up on episode 6 of the Smart Home Collective Minis. My failed NFC Tag Reader project gets chucked in the bin. Why I need to stop going to IKEA. Nokia wants to play Snake in the Smart Home game. And a little bit about Alexa Live 2021. It's been just over a month since I last released a mini episode. Summer happened, had a nice little break with the family. The weather in Scotland has been absolutely glorious. So, much of this, the, the time was spent going for lovely walks, going to lovely parks. But I'm back. I am revitalised and ready to go. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you will have seen that I started a new tinkering project over the last couple of weeks. And I was building the NFC Tag Reader with the Home Assistant integration. So, big shout out to the legend Andre O'Dono for his NFC Tag Reader schematics, plans, etc, etc, etc. Now, I originally was going to go and just buy uh, Andrea's pre-printed, pre-flashed one. But I kind of, I like the idea of learning about the PN532 board. I've never, never had one. So I thought, let's do it. Let's, let's start from scratch and let's go down the tinkering route. So I ordered one. Like everything you order from, from AliExpress, it took weeks, got close to a month and a bit to arrive. But it arrived. I turned on Beard Tinker's NFC Tag Reader uh, build video and I followed it step by step to a point that I couldn't get it to appear online within ESP Home. So three nights of soldering, desoldering, stripping back wires, new wires, DuPont cables, you name it. And I came to the conclusion that after reaching out to Andrea, yeah, uh, I think that the board was pretty much fried. So that one went in the bin. I've ordered a new PN532 NFC board. This time actually from Amazon because I couldn't be arsed waiting for the AliExpress time. And it's due to arrive within coming days. So I'm hoping to get my tag reader jukebox up and running within the next week or two. But if you're interested, head over to Twitter, to Twitter, and I will be posting the updates there. NFC tag reader aside, do you ever find yourself buying smart home shinies for the hell of it? Well, that happened to me about a week and a bit ago. I went to Ikea, not for me, to pick up stuff generally for the house and for the, the, the daughter's bedroom. And as you do, you walk past the IKEA smart light section and all this smart home shininess is calling out your name. Lee, 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 I kept hearing it calling me. So as you do, you have to answer the call. I went over, I grabbed a load of E27s, a load of GU10s, which are still sitting in the box because I don't need them. I bought the new shortcut one-click button. I bought the dimmer button, dimmer remote, none of which... I've done anything worth. It's now up in the loft in the boxes, but you had to have it. Lads, ladettes, I'm hoping I'm not alone here. The smart home addiction is a real thing. You just need to have the shinies. On to some news then. So given the fact that it's been a month since uh, episode five of the minis, I can't run through everything that I liked over that period. So given time-wise that I like to keep these short, I'm going to just cover two items. And the first one is Nokia, not a name you'd normally associate with the smart home. Well, believe it or not, Nokia, yes, the wonderful makers of the game Snake and the Nokia Lumia, are getting into the smart home game. And they've partnered up with Smart Labs to release a number of devices looking to retrofit into your home. And they include switches in a paddle format and dimmer dial and sockets. 
In terms of communication protocol, they've opted for a dual mesh approach using RF and power line with existing wires in your house. So it's not Zigbee, it's not Wi-Fi, it's a dual mesh RF and power line. Interesting. And the whole spiel on the website and the press release that I've been reading is very much, don't worry, if the Wi-Fi goes down, you've still got connectivity. Funnily enough, there's no mention of matter. Now, I don't want to get stuck in the man the matter bandwagon, but you would think, given this late stage we are in the life cycle, and with all the focus and hullabaloo around matter, they would mention it. Nope. And who would have thought you need to buy the Nokia Hub? When will these companies learn? In terms of availability in the US, you can now pre-order them from Nokia.smartlabsinc.com. The price range goes from about $39.99 to $59.99 per device. They look very clean, very minimalistic, and apparently they've won two awards already. They've not even been released, and they've won two design awards. So they might be absolutely shit, but they've won two design awards. And the second news item, and I hope you've all got your Echo devices muted, Alexa 2021, which took place on the 21st of July. Alexa Live is very much a developer-focused conference with new features that they, uh, they kind of open up to developers to, to then pass them on to us. And there were loads of features and new releases uh, this time round. So I'm going to cover one, two, three, let's go for four. I'm going to cover four items that stood out to me. Number one is paid skills so that developers can now monetize features in their skill or monetize the skill, which I'm surprised. I always thought that was... I always thought it was part of the, the app, so it probably shows you how often I use the app. But anyway, developers can now monetize their their skill, which I actually quite like because I, I went onto the app uh, before I started recording to have a quick gander at what's there. God, there is so much guff within the skill section. I would hope that with the, the ability to now monetize some of these and make them a little bit more premium, I think hopefully the, the the cream will rise to the top because, yeah, as I said, there's so much rubbish stuff in there and just naff. So, yeah, paid skills is coming. Number two is event-based triggers and proactive suggestions. And this is what they call around building ambient experiences for the customer. So the example they gave was Whole Foods. So pretty much you place your, your order at Whole Foods, you leave the house, that triggers an event to let Whole Foods know you've left. You're then driving and if you've got an auto, an Echo Auto in the car, it then tells Whole Foods, yep, customer's on the way, you better get those bags packed, you pull into the car park and you say to, to the to the auto, Echo Auto, I'm here in space, you know, whatever, they, whatever they gave. And then the bag handler comes out and gives your bags. So the whole thing is that, is it intuitive? No, probably not. It's just notifying events for them then to say something to you. Yeah, okay. I like the concept but the thought of whole food knowing where I am and a way to pick up the food, eh, a little bit creepy. But you know what? They're trying to do something with the skills that is more than just asking your echo to fart. So, okay, let's say, uh, let's see where they can take it. Number three, expanding device discovery. So they really just expanded the capability of echo devices looking at your network and adding devices automatically. So at the moment you can add lights, locks, sensors, cameras, etc. And the, the Echo app, Echo app, I keep calling it that, the Alexa app will automatically identify it. They've now expanded that to include such things as printers, smart TVs, 
which now allows the, the developers of those new devices to work better with the Alexa app. So, yep, expanding device discovery. Uh, can't complain. And lastly, have you been wondering at what stage do you need to start preparing for matter coming down the line and starting to upgrade and, and change the devices within your home? Well, the good news is you've already started with the announcement being you're going to get an upgrade to your Echo devices. So that will include Echoes, Dots, Studio Flex Plus and Shows, although I don't believe it's going to be for any of the first gen. Now, what they've said is these changes will help uh, millions of their customers set up and control Matter products easily with the Echo devices. So when Matter devices start rolling out, you'll already have a, 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 I don't know whether it be a hub or a bridge to start controlling those uh, with your voice and with the Echo devices, which is fantastic. So you're already on, the, on your journey to creating your Matter certified home. However, I'm going to dovetail off into part B of this story and look over to Brian from Automate Your Wife. Sorry, Automate Your Life. And Brian released uh, a new video titled Your Smart Home is Getting a Huge, in capitals, Upgrade. Now, Brian runs through what's being labelled as Zigbee Direct, and that's the label coming out from the Connectivity Standards Alliance, who are the, the board of companies that are really leading and chaining uh, Matter. Now, what Brian runs through is, in this new Matter world, this new Matter ecosystem, your Zigbee devices will remain valuable. That's the word I was looking for. They're not going to be defunct because what Zigbee Direct will allow them to do is operate within that Matter ecosystem. So all good things. And Brian makes a really valid point when he talks about the fact that Connectivity Standards Alliance is no longer just the Zigbee Alliance. They seem to be broadening their scope and looking at genuine connectivity, which is really, really good. So please head over to Automate Your Life and check out Brian's video because I think it's quite important with all the conversation and news that's circulating around Matter. Okay, moving on then. Notable shout-outs. First of all, I'm going to be looking at Mark Watt from Mark Watt's Tech and Paul Hibbert covering the same item but from two completely different angles. Mark Watt and Paul cover Tuya Home Assistant Integration or what's been labelled as Toya V2 Home Assistant Integration which is currently in beta 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 now this new integration is off the back of very fruitful conversations that Nabucasa had with Toya and is really about looking to integrate Toya as to local control within Home Assistant which is mind-blowingly fantastic now Mark comes at it from the a completely different angle from Paul and a couple of weeks ago he released a video where he stepped you through the process of, of adding this beta integration into Home Assistant. He's now just released a video a couple of days ago giving you the update of what, what the new version 1.4 includes. Paul, on the other hand, goes balls to the walls, crazy as to why this is such a good thing. And Paul, I agree with every statement and sentiment you make. So if you want to know more about Toya V2 local control integration as part of Home Assistant, I would recommend checking both videos or both channels, and that way you'll get the full picture. Next notable shout-out goes to Eric Wellander. Now, Eric's released a video called This Wireless Tech Fixes Your Home. And in this video, Eric runs through Thread, talks to, I think he talks to Eve, was it, Nanoleaf? Uh, one of the best videos probably I've seen running through Thread 
That seems funny, that running through thread. Anyway, it gives a really good overview of thread, what it means, how it, how it fits into the to the Matter ecosystem. So if you want to know more about thread, head over to Eric's channel. It's Eric Wellander. Stepping out of YouTube for the next couple of shoutouts, and the first one I'm going to go to is Marlon over at HomeTechHacker.com. Marlon stuck a, a, an article up on the 15th of July called How to Make a Smart Home Test Bench. And this is something so far up my street, I don't know why I've never thought of it before. In the article, Marlon runs through how to set up a, well, as the, as the title implies, a smart home test bench where he jerry-rigs up some gang switches, some bulbs. And actually, I think it's it's so clever. I'm actually annoyed at myself that I've never done this before because how many times have we tried to do a DIY project and it's going tits up at the end when actually had you run it through on your test bench, it would have worked out first time. So Marlon, thanks very much. I'm going to be following this and try and come up with my own little test bench that I can keep in the garage as and when I need it. So yep, head over to Home Tech Hacker and check out the article, How to Make a Smart Home Test Bench. The next one is a very British smart home. Oh, that sounds very, very, very posh. A very British smart home. Phil, who runs the site, has done a fantastic job at just pulling together what feels like a bit of a one-stop shop site. You get news, you get reviews, you get features. Really, really good. So head over to a very British smart home.wordpress.com if you want a new a new website just to indulge your smart home uh, fix. Uh, and head over to Twitter and Phil is uh, let me just get his name. It's Phil underscore S underscore UK. So yeah, Phil, great job uh, and I'm really, really enjoying just kind of browsing your your website on a daily basis. And the last one is a podcast. And the podcast is called The Smart Designer. And it's run by Beck, and she's trying to merge interior design with smart tech, hence the name, The Smart Designer. Now, Beck runs a company called Modern Virtual Designs, where it's all about the kind of virtual headsets, visualizing a renovation or a house remodel before you actually do it, so you can visually see what your plan will look like. So the Smart Designer podcast is really Beck's journey into embracing smart tech into interior design and it's really interesting so if you want another podcast to listen to head over to soundcloud and search for the smart designer and that's another episode in the bag lads and ladettes thanks very much for for i was going to say tuning in I suppose it is in a way thanks very much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it now if there's any topics or, or items you'd like me to discuss on the main show or any guests you would like me to have a conversation with, then please drop me a note over on Twitter at the SH Collective or via email Lee at the Smart Home Collective. That's us. All the best and stay safe.